Hello and welcome to another episode of the First and Ten podcast with Giants fan Shane and Seahawks fan Danny. Uh, it's been just over a week since we last spoke. Danny, uh, how are you doing? Yeah, all right, all good. All good considering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, as, well, as well as you can be. Yeah, obviously I think since our last episode, a little bit of a lockdown has been put on on, the, uh, on England and the UK. Um so for me, it's my first day off today and I've been climbing the walls all day. I've had enough already. Can't wait to get back to work on Sunday. <laughs> and risk your legs some more watching that CCTV. Yeah, exactly. So, um, obviously, a few things have happened in the in the world of the NFL. Uh, today's episode, we're just going to discuss a few of the other free agent moves, a couple of trades that have gone there and... Um, but we're also going to talk about the 2017 uh, NFL draft class. Uh, teams have got until the 30th of May to decide if they're going to take up the fifth-year options on the first-round selections. And me and Danny are going to work our way through that to that first-round draft class, deciding um, what we think teams should do in regards to players and uh, why that decision should be made. Um, I think it's something that not many other people will be talking about just yet, so um, it's something a little bit different to talk about while still being draft-related, just not the current draft class. Um, so, probably the first one, obviously, when when we did the last episode, whilst we were doing the episode, um, it was announced that um, Gurley was being cut. Um, he's been picked up by the Falcons. Um I don't know about you. I wasn't overly surprised in being picked up by Atlanta. Obviously, uh, they need a running back. Uh, I think is it a, was it a one-year, eight million deal. Yeah. Plus, he's he's still getting seven million off the Rams, so he's he's still getting like fifteen million this year. Yeah, so he's uh, he's comfortable there, I and mean, obviously, he's going back. Like he, he played for Georgia, so he's going back to uh, that neck of the woods, so to speak. Um, it'd be interesting to see. How he does there. Obviously, the Rams have. I don't know if the Rams have cut him purely to save money or because they think he's done. Let's say. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what kind of role he plays with the Falcons, and if the Falcons will also look at maybe drafting one of the mid-tier guys in this draft to sit behind him, uh, if they don't keep him any longer than a year. Yeah, um, I think running backs one of them positions where. Every team seems to draft one every year, um, no matter who the starter is. Um, it's a position that people get injured quite often. Uh, running backs move around quite often. Like it, it, it's, it's rare a team will have the same running back for like four or five years. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Gurley ends up playing, playing for another two or three teams. Yeah, and, you know, it's be interesting what Atlanta doing uh, in twelve months' time if they uh, extend him or let him walk. Um, the other running back that made a move last last week, I think, at the end of last week, start of this week, was uh, Melvin Gordon. Um, he's gone to the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I find that a bit of a weird one. Um, obviously, they've got Philip Lindsay. They've got Royce Freeman, who's not done bad when he's, he stepped in there. Um, but they, they made a move for Melvin Gordon. Um, I'm not quite sure what I think of that. I think he'll, he's probably going to go in there to split shares with Lindsay, but maybe take the product, um, most of the, the, the workload. Um, I'm not sure what, what it spells for Royce Freeman. Um, but I know he said he's come out and said that he regrets holding out from the Chargers last season now. Yeah, and it made it awkward with teammates and that kind of thing. But then he's like went in the division, and there's also reports that he wanted to stay in the division and t- took less money off the Broncos than he was offered elsewhere just because he wanted to play the Chargers twice a year. But how much do you read into that? Yeah, it's one of them. Not like if he's chose to, if he says he regrets it, and obviously he chose to hold out. I don't get why he's got this fascination to want to go back there. Um, I don't know if the Chargers ever made him an offer at all. Um, but 
I don't know what his fascination is with him in wanting to stay in the division. I just think it's a weird move from a Broncos point of view. You know, they they got Lindsay used. If I remember, what, he was an undrafted free agent. Yeah. Um, and as I say, they've got Royce Freeman, who I want to say was a third or fourth rounder. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so from a Broncos perspective, I, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have really wanted Gordon to come in. Um, but, you know, it'd be interesting to see how he plays, especially when he comes up against the Chargers. You know, he's going to have a bit of a point to prove to say, you should have saw him, mate. Um, but, as I say, he, he said he regrets doing it now. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens in regards to him. Um, like, um, I just think the Broncos saw it as good opportunity Lindsay's fine but he kind of dropped off a bit um Freeman hasn't really lived up to what the Broncos were trying to sell him as um I think a full form Melvin Gordon is clearly better than them too yeah definitely. um they've got a run run first scheme or they like to run a lot or having free running backs is are are all right for a team who's like still heading into the year with Drew Lock as the starter, I believe. Like um his first year as a starter, so ideally they'll want him to throw less than fifteen times and they'll want to run more than twenty five times kind of thing. Um yeah. so it's they're probably seeing it as like they've got the room they've got a a cheaper than rookie quarterback normal deals because usually like when they say oh you build around a rookie quarterback it's usually like a first round contract but I think Locke was like a second or a third rounder Uh, so it's it's even cheaper than normal so they're just trying to load up and help them as much as possible it seems like yeah and I I can't think if um on our last episode or not Flacco had been cut by then um, but obviously he's not around now so you know Drew locked in then the season too bad last year Yeah, uh, they're definitely trying to put some pieces in you know a, a back like Gordon or take the uh, the pressure off him a little bit then obviously you've got Lindsay um, uh, um, like just speaking on luck like he he did finish the year good because I remember he was one I liked in college. Um and then I saw him in the preseason game against the Seahawks and I thought, Oh my god, like he's Christian Hackenberg. Like he looks absolutely terrible and and then when they moved to a mid season, he was like a completely different person. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he like, you know, obviously he's had time to study the playbook and he's obviously been getting reps in the in training, so um I'm interested to see how he does next year. He's definitely one I'll be keeping a close eye on. Um, whilst we're talking about the quarterbacks, I think all the quarterbacks that were took last year are all going to be intriguing to watch this year. Uh, obviously, Kyler Murray had a good season. Can he reproduce it? Daniel Jones looked good apart from the fumbles. Can he cut them out? Um, Haskins, I think he ended the last couple of weeks pretty good. Was it the last two or three weeks? He ended looking half decent. Um, so he's another one who can he kick on, and then likewise with Drew Locke. Um, so you know, I think them, them quarterbacks I'll be really keen to watch. And then obviously, um, Jarrett Stidham was a rookie last year at the Patriots. Is he going to get the opening slot with the Patriots this year now that Brady's gone? Um, so I think next year, last year's draft draft class for quarterbacks will be quite intriguing to watch this year as well. Yeah. Um, Obviously, a couple of other moves as well that happened. Uh, obviously, your guys traded um, for a cornerback. Yeah, uh, we picked up Quinton Dunbar um, from the Redskins for a fifth. Um, and the narrative around the league has been like always, like how did John Snyder pull off these cheap cheap deals with great players? Um, it's not the first time we've moved... Um, it was a bit of a shock move uh, to me. Um, 
I thought Flowers and Griffin were two good starters. Um, Flowers was drafted as a safety and had to play a corner because we had so many injuries at the start of the year, not last year, but the year before. Maybe he sees him as nickel or moving safety now, but uh, Quentin Dunbar, um, he's had some injury issues. Um, but last year he was the second highest rated cornerback in the league per pro football focus, uh, only behind an ex-Seahawk Richard Sherman. Um, he'll have to cover a lot longer for our pass rush, though. Because uh, <laughs> at the minute it's uh, XFL, it's an XFL defensive line. But uh, yeah. yep, pretty happy with the pickup. Um, Marquis Blair was one that we drafted last year. Pretty high. Hopefully he's going to get in the field more this year. Um, Amadi looked decent when he was on in the slot. Griffin, Flowers, McDougal. And obviously we traded for Diggs from the Lions last year for our fifth or sixth, and he was great as well. So we're looking really strong in the DBs and hopefully never have to see Lionel Hill on the field again now. Yeah, I, I, I did read um, an article the other day saying that the, the Seahawks trade for Dunbar was the worst value trade of the off-season that didn't involve Bill O'Brien. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, it'd be interesting to see. Am I right thinking, Blair, is he a safety as well? Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, the biggest need for the Hawks at the meet seems to be D-line stroke. Edge. Um, Remains to be seen if a deal will be done with Clowney in regards to the Hawks or whether that's dead in the water. I think you've been... Have you been linked with all of your signed Everson Griffin? No, no, we haven't signed him, no. Um, he, he, he's just been another name that's been linked. Like, yeah, just obviously we, we have a need there. So any players there, like Judon and Gokwee, Clowney, Griffin, that, they'll be linked at the minute. But um, what's annoying is that all the other guys have been signed, like Donnie Fowler and stuff have all already been signed um, last year. Our defensive line was one of the worst in the league. Um, and we've lost Al Woods, Quinton Jefferson and Clowney from it so far. So, And we haven't added anything other than Bruce Irvin, who's linebacker slash defensive end. But uh, he had his best years for the Seahawks when we had Irvin and Chris Clemens and, and uh, Averill and Bennett and stuff. But uh, he hasn't really done anything anywhere else since he left. Um, so it's a nice, uh, like, oh, Irvin's back kind of thing. But what's he going to contribute? And it's already looking worse than last year. And obviously, if you can't rush the passer and the passer's got all all day to cover, you could have, like... <laughs> you could have the best corners and see if he's in in the league, but if they have to cover for like five, six, seven seconds, then it, it doesn't matter. They're getting beat. <laughs> yeah. Um, and whilst we're on the topic of defensive line, another move this week was Sue signing with uh, the Buccaneers. Um, I think that could be an interesting partnership, Sue and um, Vita Vea. Oh yeah, uh, we we seen it all last year. Um, the Bucks are one of the best against the run, and they had Suvir Barrett and JPP, um, and they've brought Sue back. Yeah, um, is that someone you'd like the Hawks to have gone for? Yep, or? yep. Uh, he seemed to like these one-year money deals, um, so that makes him play hard. Because he's on a one-year deal and he wants to get paid again in a year. Um, I'd have loved to see him in the middle next to Jaron Reed, uh, but he obviously likes playing next to Vita Vea. Makes his job easier. Yeah, which is understandable. You know, I think that is a good uh, a good partnership. Um, so I'm just having a, just had a quick an article's just come up for me. Sorry, just on about clearing it. Um, and Seattle basically saying there's a growing thought around the league that 
clearly is going to be waiting until training camp to sign. Um, but as you say, Seattle have offered 13 to 15 a year range. Um, well, you know, we obviously spoke about him possibly holding out for um, medical issues. Well, it's been well documented that the the uh, the Dolphins offered him 17 million and he, he turned it down as well. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, he could be one free agent signing that kind of just drags on for quite, quite <laughs> a few months, really. Um, another D-line move that sort of happened and went backwards was uh, Michael Brockers. Obviously, he agreed to join the Ravens. Um, I don't know what the deal was, but then uh, the Ravens were concerned about the results of his medical, I think it was, or his physical or something yeah. like that. So that fell through in the Rams of re-signing him back on a three-year contract. Um, I think Ravens fans would have liked him if he just bolstered that D-line that they've uh, been improving, obviously, by getting the Calais Campbell in as well. Um, and then, obviously, another move on the defence this week was Xavier Rhodes signing with the Colts. Uh, obviously, a one-year contract. Um, Last year, he, he looked completely done, so... Yeah, I'm not really sure what what, that, what that's going to do. Um, one move I did like was Nicole Roby Coleman, um, signing for the Eagles. Uh, who've already brought in Darius Slayer as well, so they're building pretty nice DBs there. Yeah, so that was um, a good pickup. On the um, on the offensive side of things. A uh, couple of moves with uh, the Giants. They've uh, signed Dion Lewis, um, which I think is an interesting signing. Um, obviously, I've got Jason Garrett at, as the OC this year. I think we could possibly see more uh, formations with both Barkley and Lewis on the pitch, um, on the field even, sorry. Um, and maybe more, more designed running back routes as opposed to just, you know, screens and that, which is what Giants fans saw quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I've also seen news earlier on today in regards to Dak Prescott and uh, him signing a new contract. The uh, the price I've seen is a little bit too much for my liking. Um, How much was it? I think it's basically to make him the I'm just trying to find it for death for trying to find the article now as we speak. Um but I'm sure it was to make him might have been the highest paid quarterback in the league. Well I think when the highest paid quarterback in the league is Jared Goff, I don't think any any contract that you give Dak's gonna matter because he's better than him in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, so if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm saying I want more than Goff, and then which is fair enough. Yeah. But I, I think for the price that um, that has been quoted, uh, yeah, I'm just getting the article now. I think for the price that's been quoted, it's just a little bit like you know, if, if I was the Cowboys, I'd just let him walk. Um, um... Reports proposed four-year deal, thirty-five million a year. Uh. Hello, are you still there? Hello, are you yeah. there? So I think we'll see each other then briefly. Um, yeah, I was basically just saying that he's turned down for three a year. Um. Well, I've just Googled Dak Prescott contract and the first thing that pops up is it looks set to sign a 35 million a year deal, a four-year contract. Uh, so he'll get to sign another one if it's only four years. But obviously, until the contract's signed, he doesn't see how much the guaranteed money is. Um, He's only 26. So he's... He, He's not even at his prime yet. They say quarterback prime years are usually like 30 to 34. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
I, I don't know why there's been so much like question around Dak. Like, will they? Won't they? Like, to me, like, yes. Yeah, I think that like, will definitely. Uh... Like, 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 all he's did is win. Yeah, I think they'll definitely sign him. It's just going to be interesting to see what they uh, they, they um, sign him at. Before we move on to a couple of other things, the one other move that I want to mention is one that um, you mentioned to me in the week that you were quite impressed with, um, and that was the Panthers signing Anderson. Yeah. Um, obviously, I brought brought him in a bit more, um, a bit more help for Teddy. Um, surrounding him with quite a few weapons. I think it was a two-year two deal, twenty million. Uh yeah. There's lots of weapons there for Teddy. Like, um, he's he's got obviously the biggest weapon, Christian McCaffrey. Um, but then he's got DJ Moore, Samuel, Nerody Anderson. Um, like three good, like good, good wide receivers there. Like that is some nice weapons to have. Uh. Ian Thomas, the tight end, really came on towards the end of last year. Um, Matt Rule's obviously there from college, so I imagine he's going to be implementing a quick game with lots of spreads and stuff. Uh, quick reads for Teddy, lots of RPOs. The Panthers will be a pretty fun offense to watch next year, I think. Yeah, it'll um, be interesting to see what they do as well. Obviously, at the number seven pick, uh, I know quite a lot of mocks have them going Derek Brain, but obviously they uh, they could maybe go old line as well. Um, I don't know if they've got it right tackle these days, but obviously they've got uh, a Kung at left tackle who they traded for. And yeah. obviously I've got no idea who they're playing interior offensive line, so I imagine that'll be some of they like in the rounds. Um. So, talking of the draft, obviously, the plan at the minute is for it to still go ahead. Um, I understand that uh, Roger Goodell sent a memo out saying it's all still going ahead to the same dates. Um, I'm sure I read something about it. He's basically threatened to discipline people who talk openly or negatively about it. Uh, well, I... Um... One thing I heard them mention on around the NFL, uh, who've obviously been like watching it and covering it like a lot longer than we have, um, they did say that Goodell always goes with the owners. Like he's never one who says we're we're doing it this way. Or, like up yours. Like whatever the owners wants to do is what he generally does. Um, apparently all the GMs have says that they don't want to draft. Like in April as normal, um, but because he's announced going that it's going ahead, that it looks like the owners like want it done. Um, to me, like apart from meeting the players, um, and like having them checked over medically, which um, I imagine you could get all the records from college anyway, because I imagine before every game and stuff they were checked and every game, after game, heart rates, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, plus um, it seems like this should be the draft that you're going to be best at, because obviously everybody's self-isolating, so all these GMs and scouts will have got nothing to do but watch film, 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 film. Like, there's no travelling, they're at home, they're comfortable. They'll just be watching like 10 hours of tape a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it'd been interesting if all this had happened uh, a month ago, if the convoy hadn't happened, whatever that yeah. would have happened. Um, but I, I did a, one suggestion in the week from um, Adam Schefter, so like, talking about a seven-day draft. Um, so obviously teams all get longer for a pick. So obviously when it gets to... I don't know about the second. I think is it you get something like eight minutes? Is it for the first round or the ten minutes? And then it drops to something like seven or six minutes, and then it drops to like four minutes in the like the back end of the rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he was saying you know allow teams to have longer, but just spread it out over seven days. Which I got to be honest, I wouldn't be against that at all. I'd, I'd love that, especially at the minute we were absolutely having no sport on whatsoever. 
um, on clinging to the NFL draft still going ahead. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, so yeah, the main topic we're going to talk about today then is the, um, the fifth-year options for the 2017 first-round selections. Um, so it's a bit of a trip down memory lane if people can't fully remember the 2017 draft class. Um few hits in there, a few misses in there. Um, but we'll basically just we'll go through every pick and then we'll me and Daniel say whether we would or we wouldn't take up the fifth year option and probably ex- explain why and our line of thinking beyond. Um so obviously with the first first pick in that draft was uh Miles Garrett who went to the Cleveland Browns. Um I think it'll be a resounding yes from us both in regards to picking up his fifth year option. Uh, probably try and sign him now. To be fair, like rather than do the option. Was it cheap? Yeah, just, just he's coming off that uh, incident last year. Um, which could help getting cheaper than. Yeah, so just say, look, despite that incident, we're putting faith in you. We're going to give you all this guaranteed money early, which, which might be cheaper. Uh, but uh, yep, definitely a, a resounding yes. Um, I think the next one's probably going to resound in one as well. Mitchell Trubisky. Nope. nope. Yeah, I think that'd be a no from me. Um, I don't know what the Bears are going to do at that position. Uh, you don't take up the option on Trubisky. You've got Foles as well. The Bears could potentially being not quarterback hell, so to speak. But you know they're going to be in a tough position. Soon, I think at the at quarterback, um, I don't think Falls is going to have a great season. Um, we, I think, well, it, it's amazing. Like, uh, it, it's amazing how like the Bears, like a famous franchise, have never had a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I can't even tell you. That put for a few, well, quite a few years. There, they Jay Cutler. Uh, like he's one of the like the best for them, um, but they've never had like a superstar elite quarterback. Even when they had like the the Bears' famous defense, um, it was them that won it, not the quarterbacks, yeah. um. But uh, yeah, um, I I can see them in the mix for Trevor Lawrence next year. Yeah, I think, think the same. To be honest with you, the defense has lost more. They've got Falls and Trubisky. I can see them gone with a new new GM and a new coach, which which sounds weird, considering not last year but the year before he won Coach of the Year. Um, but um. I can see them having a high pick next year and being one of the ones in in the Trevor Lawrence discussion. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think the next one's going to be a similar one as well. Uh, Solomon Thomas. Yeah, no. Nope. Uh, that's a no from me. Um, not performed the way he should have for a top three pick. Um, been disappointing. I think he was in just rotationally last year or the season just gone for the Niners. Yeah. Less and less snaps. Yeah, so it makes no sense there to take up his fifth year option. Um, this could maybe be the first one where I don't know if we could go different ways. Uh, the fourth pick was Leonard Fournette. Um, I'd say no. Yeah, I'd say no as well. Um, started off well, but he's slowly seems to be just dropping off a little bit. Um, few injuries, uh, a few injuries as well. Um, and I think there's been questions surrounding his attitude. Um, I know, I know, in the off season he was tweeting quite a bit in regards to the Jags trading everybody. Um, so I wouldn't be taking up his fourth year, fifth year option there. Um, Corey Davis for the Titans. He's next up. Um, it'd be a no again for me, especially with how AJ Brain played last year. Yeah, I I wouldn't be paying there. Uh... Nearly fifteen million for one year for uh, Corey Davis. He he's probably one that I would like. Maybe try and get signed up without the fifth year option, like as a nice piece to the offense. Yeah, but 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 not your main mover. No, that's that's what I was going to say. To be fair, I'd bring him back, but I'd try and bring him back on a contract and 
not not the fifth year option. Um, next up, we've got Jamal Adams for the Jets. I think that'll be resounding yes for us both, and probably even tie him up as well. Um, yeah. Um, so there's no, there's no way they don't take that up on him, and he's free agency. Um, the next one's a bit of a, a tough one for me. Mark Williams with the Chargers. It, to me, I'd put him in the Corey Davis category where you want him back, but not for the 15, 15 million for one year that it costs. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he's doing too bad. However, I wouldn't say he's lived up to the, the potential. But, you know, you look, he was the second wide receiver off the board that year. Um, comparing to who could be the second wide receiver off the board this year, depending on where you read, it could be either CD Lamb or Jerry Judy. Um, you know, I think they're both better players than him. But if they could bring him back cheap, I'd, uh, I'd definitely do it. He seemed to have a good campaign last year. Um, I think the next one's going to be resounding yes, uh, run CMC. Yeah. It, it, it's so weird because it's it feels like McCaffrey's been in the league like way longer than Garrish. Like, we're we longer than the one we're going to talk about after McCaffrey. Like it's 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 because he's just he's such a household name. Uh, uh, like he feels like he's been in the league longer than Mahomes, who was in this draft. Watson, who was in this like this draft, etc. Like it to me, it feels like he's been in the league for ages. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he, he's another one. I think they'll take up the fifth year option. But they're probably going to negotiate something before that fifth-year option even kicks in, really. Yeah, I think because he's a running back slash wide receiver, he's probably got more more life in him than than like Leonard Fournette, who's just been used and used and used, who can't really catch. Um, McCaffrey, will have a f- uh, like I would try and sign him up now as like a well done kind of thing like uh, like an early year's worth of money so you're not paying him an extra year later if he, like when he's closer to the the trash heap yeah he, he's going to be one of them that in regards to fancy value you know he, he could be RB1 stroke RB2 potentially no lower than mm-hmm. number two in my eyes um I'd have had him running back number two last year over at Mara. Um, so, yeah, I'd definitely bring him back. Um, number nine is one of your boys, John Ross. Yeah. Um, it's a no for me. Yeah, it's a no for me. Um, not at that price. Um, he does have a, like, really good catch-to-touchdown ratio. Like, when he's got the ball, he's he's did things with it. But he he just hasn't got the ball enough. Whether that's because he can't stay fit, or because he's not in the scheme, or the coach doesn't trust him, um, it's it's he certainly doesn't deserve the fifteen million that the first ten picks as a wide receiver would get. No. Um, and maybe he's one that. Fits in eventually, but he's not going to get anywhere near that money. So no, yeah, no for me. Um, the next one we'll just pass on very quickly. Pat Mahomes. Yes. Yeah, and he's <laughs> probably going to. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's probably going to set a new level for quarterback payments. I'd imagine. Reset the mark. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Um, two hundred million. The target about. Yeah, we've had a date. He's going to reset the market at that position. MVP in his second season, his first season as a starter, followed up by the Super Bowl. So that's a no-brainer. Um, I'd say the next two are no-brainers as well. Uh, number eleven, Marshawn Moore. Um, it's a yeah for me. Yeah, but I also know they've already picked it up apparently, so that doesn't surprise me at all. And then at number twelve, to Sean Watson again, he's yeah. I'll set that up. Um, 13 has some Reddick um, he's nah. he's been disappointed he was the first linebacker taken that year um, and he's just not done enough when he's got on the field in my opinion nah. um, the next one number 14 in that draft class 
It's a bit of a tough one. Um, Derek Barnett. Um, he was a guy I was quite high on in the draft. I, I liked him quite a lot. Um, I I don't know what I did. I think if I remember right, did he not recover the fumble in Super Bowl Fifty One? Was it? Yeah. Um, he had his most uh, sacks in a year last year. Uh, six and a half. Um, his snaps went up. Obviously, they've had like um, older players in front of him and kind of like rotational, like a Solomon Thomas role for the Niners, and he's been better. Um, I think because he was drafted outside of the top 10, um, his price would only be nine and a half million instead of 14 and a half million. So I, I think. Like nine, nine and a half million for one year's still pretty cheap for a good edge guy. Um, so I, I would pick that one up. Yeah, I'd pick that up. I think what I'd probably do personally is probably say we'll decide halfway into the season. You know, if he maybe give him a bit of an incentive as well, but basically say to him you'll be you'll start the season. Um, and see how he starts, and you know if he if he fly, flies out the blocks, yeah, I'll take it up. Um, so that that'd probably be the way I'd go. I'd I'd, I'd let the season play out a little bit before deciding for definite. Um, but obviously, you've only got thirtieth thirtieth May to make that decision. So, um, uh, I think really nine million you've said I'd probably take it up. Um, Malik Hooker with the Colts, um, yeah. I'd probably take that up. Yeah, um, he's he he's one of them. He, he seems like a bit of a consistent, like a, a, a seven out of ten every week. He doesn't he doesn't get all the headlines. He's not always there, but when he's playing, he he makes plays. If you know what I mean, yeah. Um, like just one like like in, in football, just one of them Mister Reliable kind of players. Um, yeah, um, I th- just looking at uh, s- s- six and a half million for a, a, a safety picked out- outside the top ten. So, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, pick, that up, I'll, I'll pick that up. Uh, next up, Marlon Humphrey for the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a yeah for me. Um, he was the second quarterback taken um, and he's Playing pretty well for the Ravens, so I'd have no issues taking that up. Um, Jonathan Allen for the Redskins. This for me depends on what the skins do in the draft. I think if you take Chase Young and you got Montez Sweat, um, I, depending on I, what the price is, I'd be tempted to say no. I think Allen played more inside. Um, like he, he, he was more of a th- like a free for edge. Um, he played next to Payne, uh, with like Kerrigan, Russian. Um, if playing interior, I'll probably take it up. Uh, yeah, when I'm just looking, he had six sacks last year, eight, eight sacks the year before, uh, 68 and 61 tackles each year. So, depending on where he was listed, because if he's listed as a DT, he's, he's he's getting seven. If he's listed as a defensive end, he's getting nine and a half. So, it's probably going to be one of them ones where the team tries to list him as a defensive tackle and he says, I want defensive end. Like, what the um, Texans were doing with Clowney, because... They'd try to list him as a linebacker to like save a million, um, and he was like, "No, like I've been playing defensive end, like I I, I want the extra million." <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but if he's if he's a DT, I'll take it. If the end, I'll be tempted to say no. Um, no million's not a lot, but when you've got Montez Sweat and Chad Young potentially there, is no million too much to play for a? Rotational stroke backup player. 
Um, so I think I think for me at the moment it's a no. Um, next up we've got Adore Jackson with the Titans. Yeah. Um, I'd probably take it up with him. Yeah. And, I'd, um, I'd take it up. I know, I know he's had a few um, injury issues, but you know I think it, it did make sense to take it up, especially at the price that probably got to pay there. Um, OJ Howard with the Bucks. This is an interesting one because I think the potential's there. I really do. But I don't know if Bruce Arians is going to target his potential, especially when you've got um, Evans and Godwin at, uh, at receiver. And then if you take someone like a Swift, Dobbins, Taylor at running back, you know, he could drop it. And it's also about the, like, scheme and Bruce Arians has never never really used a tight end like he didn't use one at the Cardinals and he doesn't really use them at the Bucks he, he's, he's more of a like f- f- four wide receiver and a running back kind of guy yeah <laughs> so I, I think I'd probably say a no on OJ Howard um, say a no and just try and take one in the fourth round for example this year what's what is really interesting um, is that three guys who you were absolutely huge on in this draft, uh, Solomon Thomas, Leonard Fournette, and OG Howard, and you've said no to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it just shows, you know, how, how, to, how players can translate into the NFL that can look yeah. Stood like you know, for like Solomon Thomas. I remember he looked like an absolute beast in college. Um, I thought he looked awesome every time I seen him. Um, but you know, he's gone into the league and just for one reason or another not done it. Um, if I was the Bucks, and this will apply to another team I'm going to talk about shortly, I'd probably look at trying to trade Howard. Um, yeah, you know, maybe someone like the Patriots, for instance. Well. There was lots of talk of us and the Patriots going from last year. Um, obviously, with the moves we've already made at tight end this year, I, I, I rule us out completely. Like we've got Hollister, we've got Howard, we've brought back Wilson, we've got Disley. So I'd rule us out completely now. Yeah. Um, Garrett Bowles tackle out for the Broncos at number twenty. It's a no for me. I really couldn't tell you how well he's did. So everything <laughs> I've ever heard about him has been bad. I think he, I think even on Madden, he's like a sixty-eight overall. Um, yeah, everything I hear about Garrett Bowles isn't good, and I, I wouldn't take it up on him. Um, Jared Davis with the Lions. Um, I'd go no. I think the Lions could potentially be in play as well for Osiris Simmons at number three this year if they don't trade back. Yeah. I think it's going to be Simmons or Akuda for them. And if I take Simmons, it's definitely going to be a no. Um, to me, he's... is like he, he, he dropped off massively last year um, to what he did the two years before. But he he did miss five six games with injury last year I think it was, um, but it's, it's like, do you really want to give him nine million? Pro- probably not. Yeah, um, so now for us both there. Um, I think we did quite well. You saying often we we agree as much as this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charles Harris, he's up next. Nah, uh, yeah. he, he, I, I'm not even sure where he is now. I don't think he's on the Dolphins. Um, or is or no? It was Tackle Charlton who got moved on it? Yeah, from uh, uh, I, yeah. nah, I but nah, he's he's pretty much flopped. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, the next one up is one of the interesting ones, Evan Ingram. Um, the biggest problem with him is staying on the field. Uh, yeah, he's constantly injured. Uh, last time I read, he was still in a walking boot from his injury last year. Um, I think he's got massive potential, but at some stage, potential has got to be realised. 
Um, it's, it's a tough one. I, I'd, I'd have no issues if the Giants tried to trade him. Um, uh, I'd probably, but, you know, uh, like uh, to me, I'd say no. Like. To me, tight ends like running backs. Un- un- unless you've got like one of the top ten ones, like you can find them anywhere. Like the drop off after the top ten is like big. That it, it doesn't really matter if you've got the like fifteenth best tight end or the fortieth best tight end. It's like it's it's one of them positions. Like if you've got a really good one, like your offense is based around them. Yeah, and if you haven't got one of them ones, then they're just really there for like blocking like t- two, three yard flats and curls and stuff. So I think I think for me with Engram, I'd take it up, but it would ball down to I'd probably, and I don't know how that can do this, but I'd I'd want a full physical on him. I'd want a full medical, a full breakdown, full breakdown just how how the injuries that he's had are potentially affecting him at the minute. Um, so I'll probably take it up on the basis of how much uh, Jason Garrett got. Um, oh, the tight end of the Cowboys who's got it made, he's gone to the Raiders. Jason Witten. Jason Witten. The way Witten was used by Garrett gives me a bit of hope for Ingram. Um, it's a toss of coin one. I'll probably take it up. Um, next up, we got Gary on Conley for the Texans. Um, it's probably a no for me. Yeah, same. Um, next up, it's back to the Giants again, Jabril Peppers. Uh, based on how we played last year, I'll take it up. Um, he ended the season with a fractured back, I think it was. But he looked he looked good when he was on the field. He needs to improve his tackling, but he looks like he's going to be a leader, I think he's going to be one of the players who's going to be made a captain this year for the Giants as well. Yeah. So I've, I'd expect it to be took up and I would take it up myself. Yeah, I'd take that one as well. Um, Tack McKinley for the Falcons would be a no for me, even though they've just let uh, Vic Beasley go. I don't think he's done much, if anything, at the Falcons. Yeah, I'd say the same for him as well. Um, the next one, I think, is an absolute steal. Uh, he was taken 27th overall, Tredavious White. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's 100% a yes. And I, I think, think I've seen that they're trying to sign him up already. Ah, okay. Um, that would make sense to me. But, uh, yeah, as I say, I think that was a steal when you look at it, you know, sort of in the 20s where you start to get it more misses than you get hits. Um so, yeah, it's a yeah for me. And then a guy you mentioned just, he's on the Dolphins now, Taco Charlton. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, it's a no for me. Um, this one's an interesting one. It seems to be the same position again. Tied end, David and Joker with the Browns. Um, judging by what they've just did in free agency, signing two tight ends and making one of them the highest paid tight end in the league, I guess that, that uh, means Njoku will be seeing free agency next year because <laughs> I can't see them putting more millions into that position. Uh, and he he started well and then like defence has kind of got to grips with him and he, he's, he's, he's just like, to me, you wouldn't miss him and you would not miss him. Yeah, to me, he's one of them, he's more of a an athlete than a footballer. Um, you know, he's massive. He can move. He can lift. Um, I think he's more of an athlete than a footballer. So, for me, I wouldn't take it up either. Um, TJ Watt is next up. Yep. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, uh, 30th overall. Um, he had a great year last year, I think it was. Um, and he's just... He's, a, he's another one who's consistent every week. He's solid and 100% you'd take him up. Um, so the final two picks uh, at 31 was Ruben Foster. Um, no. I know. 
No. And then finally, Ryan Ranchick with the Saints. Yep. Uh, yes. Um. So that's the that's what me and Danny would do in regards to fifth year options. I'd say we pretty much agreed for ninety to ninety five percent of them options there. Yep. Um. I'd say neither of us said a yes or a no that would raise eyebrows. Um, and obviously, as I said, teams have got to the 30th of May to decide. Um, I know that a few uh, already do looking at doing it. Obviously, as I mentioned, Lattimore, you've said that they're trying to uh, get your Davis White tied down. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens and how the draft could potentially define what teams do with the, uh, the fifth-year options. Just... Looking down the list of draft picks, it makes us a sad scene. Malik McDowell pick 35 because he was supposed to be the Calais Campbell type who could play run and play pass and then obviously had a non-football related accident and we never seen him play a snap. I don't even, I don't even know what he's doing. Is, he, is he even still in hospital? I think he signed with the Cowboys for like a week or something. It's like uh, it's, it's it was like the the weirdest, most undercover in, injury in history. Just one minute he might be back, and then you just never heard from him again. Yeah, I mean, well, there were even comments about something like he's not even talking or something, uh, or walking. It was something like really, really weird. Um, but yeah, that, that that one was a, a very very strange one. Um, so yeah, I think that sort of wraps up this uh, this episode. Um, discussed news, and we've discussed the uh, the fifth year options. So obviously we're another week closer to the draft now. Um, three, is it three weeks last last night it started? Yeah. Yeah. Four. One, two, three. Yeah, four four weeks yesterday it starts. Um, so <laughs> just getting into April now. Um, there's not. It's hard to get any draft rumours. It seems at the minute as to what teams might do. Obviously, people are not able to bring anyone in for visits or private workouts, etc. Um, and everybody who works for an NFL team is home. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, fingers crossed the draft goes ahead. Um, obviously, having no sport or anything, it's really rubbish at the minute. <laughs> um, the NFL draft is the one thing that I'm literally clinging on to. <laughs> So, um, there, that pretty much wraps it up for uh, for me. Uh, anything yourself to add? No, no, that's everything. Wicked, no problem. So, we'll, um, we might look at coming back with an episode next week. It might be the week after. Um, we'll, we'll have a chat and decide what we potentially talk about. Um, I've got a few ideas, so I'll drop them your way. Um, but in the meantime, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, obviously, Remember to give us a follow on Twitter at, uh, at First and Ten NFL UK. Um, it's been great talking with you again, Danny. Yeah, stay safe when you're out and about on your way to work and stuff. Yeah, and to anyone else, uh, stay inside as much as it might kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's killed me today. All right then. See you later, bud. See you later, mate.